Coming up on 5-Minute News. Bipartisan infrastructure deal back on track after walkback. Before building collapse, $9 million in repairs needed. And South Africa tightens restrictions to fight resurgent virus. It's Monday, June 28. I'm Anthony Davis. A bipartisan deal to invest nearly $1 trillion in the nation's infrastructure appeared to be back on track on Sunday after a stark walkback by President Joe Biden to his earlier insistence that the bill be coupled with an even larger Democrat-backed measure in order to earn his signature. Republican senators who brokered the agreement with the White House and Democrats to fund badly needed investments in roads, bridges, water and broadband internet indicated they were satisfied with Biden's comments that he was dropping the both-or-nothing approach. In a statement issued on Saturday after 48 hours of behind-the-scenes manoeuvring by the White House to salvage the deal, Biden said it was not his intent to suggest he was issuing a veto threat on the bill. That proved to be enough for some wavering Republicans, who have privately and not so privately registered their displeasure at the linkage. Mitt Romney said he believed there was now sufficient GOP support in the Senate to reach the 60-vote threshold to overcome a potential filibuster and pass the bipartisan package. Another GOP negotiator, Senator Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, even predicted that Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, who has staked out a path back to the majority, relying in large part on stiff opposition to the Biden agenda, would even support the final bill. The bipartisan accord has been a key priority for Biden as he tries to deliver on a campaign promise to restore bipartisan cooperation to Washington and to show centrist Democrats and others that the White House was working with Republicans before Biden tries to push the broader package through Congress. Nearly three years before an oceanfront building collapsed near Miami, an engineering firm estimated that major repairs the building needed would cost more than $9 million, according to newly released emails. The email from the firm Morabito Consultants was among a series of documents released by the city of Surfside as rescue efforts continued at the site of the collapsed building, where more than 150 people remain unaccounted for. At least five people were killed in the collapse. The release of the 2018 cost estimate followed the earlier publication of another document from the firm showing the ground floor pool deck of the building resting on a concrete slab that had major structural damage and needed to be extensively repaired. That report also uncovered abundant cracking and spalling of concrete columns, beams and walls in the parking garage. The report did not warn of imminent danger from the damage, and it's unclear if any of the damage observed was responsible for the collapse of Champlain Towers South. The cost estimate showed that repairs across the entire building would cost more than $9.1 million, with the cost of work at the garage, entrance and pool deck alone accounting for more than $3.8 million. The work had not been done by the time the building collapsed. The earlier report said the waterproofing under the pool deck had failed and had been improperly laid flat instead of sloped, preventing water from draining off. 
The firm recommended that the damaged slabs be replaced in what would be a major refit. These were all problems that should have been dealt with quickly, said Greg Schlesinger, an attorney specialising in construction defects and a former construction project engineer. Battling a fast-increasing surge of COVID-19 cases, South Africa has reintroduced tough restrictions, including a ban on alcohol sales and an extended nightly curfew. The Delta variant, first discovered in India, appears to be driving South Africa's new increase, President Cyril Ramaphosa said on Sunday night, announcing the return to strict measures. South Africa recorded more than 15,000 new cases on Sunday, including 122 deaths, bringing its total fatalities to near 60,000. Gauteng, the country's most populous province, which includes the largest city Johannesburg and the capital Pretoria, had the brunt of the current surge, accounting for about 66% of new infections. Health authorities are concerned that the country's eight other provinces are likely to soon see spikes in cases to match those in Gauteng, where hospitals are running short of COVID-19 beds and patients are being taken to health facilities in other provinces. Neighbouring Zimbabwe, Namibia and Mozambique are also fighting growing numbers of cases, hospitalizations, and deaths. South Africa's vaccination rate is slowly picking up speed. By Sunday, 2.7 million people had received at least one jab. More than 950,000 of South Africa's 1.25 million healthcare workers have been vaccinated, said Ramaphosa. As a new surge of the disease sweeps across Africa's 54 countries, about 1% of the continent's 1.3 billion people have received at least one vaccine dose, according to the Africa Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. South Africa's rampant corruption has also become a factor as the health minister has stepped down because of reports his family members benefited from inflated payments on contracts related to COVID-19. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news. Daily. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Burn the Boats from Evergreen Podcasts. I interview political leaders and influencers, folks like award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and conservative columnist Bill Kristol about the choices they confront when failure is not an option. I won't agree with everyone I talk to, but I respect anyone who believes in something enough to risk everything for it. Because history belongs to those willing to burn the boats. Episodes are out every other week wherever you get your podcasts.